0: hello welcome to masters of banter it is your man jm and i am here with my co-host i am mike lake what's good what's good guys it's good to be back with you i know we had a guest host in last week carrie who was covering for me while i was m.i.a out of the town
1: <laughs> m.i.a and NYC. yep <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, Shouts to Carey for coming through, man. He's a good dude. Definitely, I, I,
0: man. He did a good job. I enjoyed the show. He's got a mind for sports. I think he did a good time. Had a good time.
1: He got to be on job. every show last week, right? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much every yeah. show. Not, not young old heads, but we still... We're not doing guests on there yet. But um, yeah, yeah he, he had a good time. I had a good time. I like the kid. He got a good mindset. And um, hopefully we can do more with him in the future. Definitely,
0: definitely. So to kick off the show, the first thing we're going to start with is, as most people would imagine... The sports-minded people we are. Got to talk about Super Bowl 51. Can can we say Super Bowl? Yes. Because we ain't making no money.
1: No. (laughs) Shout out to Super Bowl 51. What a game.
0: Yes. Extremely awesome game that I will admit that I only caught three quarters of. Because most of the third quarter, after they... After they botched the field goal, <laughs> I <laughs> have to admit I was like, "Yeah, okay, this ain't gonna work for him." You miss yeah. a damn p, like p a t, mm-hmm. something something ain't in the cards for you. So I changed the channel. I switched. I was watching Young Pope. Okay, I was and then really I then I turned around. I turned uh, the turned my phone on. and I looked at ESPN, and it was twenty to twenty eight, and I was like, "Okay, hey, something's work? going on now." Yeah, something's was, is going on
1: now. I had I had to pay attention. Momentum changed, man. That was beast. After the half, the boys came out. Uh, kick return made a tackle cuz they had to kick off to Atlanta yep. when they made the tackle they were jumping around they were pushing people getting in people's faces yeah. i don't know what happened in that locker room but they came out with a fire under their asses. Yeah. they they were ready i'll say this i was talking to some
0: people about it whenever new england scored that first touchdown mm-hmm. when um the running back caught it on the flat and turned around and scored yeah, yeah. it was weird cuz it only made it 20 uh, t- made it 28 to 9 mm-hmm. and this weird thing happened where you just saw like their heads were down, so like yeah, the, the, like the safety, the yeah, the safety that missed the tackle, like hung his head, and he like stayed on the ground a little bit and kind of looked around, mm-hmm. and then got up like, man, we should have done better than that. And I, I was talking to people, and certain people were like, oh, well, that should be expected. It's, uh, you know, like they basically like it's a they get with their first touchdown. I was like, no, like defenders don't get that upset about that. Not they get upset about like a shutout. Like, yeah. If I lose a shutout, I'm pissed. It was already
1: three, so that wasn't. But, the case.
0: But it was like they are like, they're like, oh, no, this is happening. Or this is, like, are they really going to try to come back right now? Yeah, and it, they felt the momentum. I, I, don't, too. I think they yeah. And even though people like Bomani Jones will say that there is no such thing as momentum. I, 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 I beg to differ. I think sometimes, I don't necessarily know if it works in the positive. But I definitely know you start hearing footsteps in the negative. No, like you, on the negative side. You know what
1: happens in the positive. We, we, I've even been on a court with you when it started happening. It's like, the other team hit a shot. Oh, hit a shot. And then the, the rest of their team kind of gets like, oh, we could do this. And then yeah. the next guy hit a shot. And you're like, you guys have been making shots all game. Where is this coming from? Momentum, Man. I believe it's real. Yeah. It's all about that moment and what you believe, kind of like um, Space Jam and Michael Jordan's water. Mm-hmm. It was it, It's just what they believed in their head. No, it may not exist like a tangible thing, but, hey, if we coming out and we got our energy back and we're hype and you're hanging your head, you could clearly see, like you said, mm-hmm. the Atlanta defense looked like, they got punched in the face. Like, Absolutely. they weren't expecting. They got rocked. Yeah. And the rest of the, the Patriots, everybody's on the sideline. They're clapping. Nobody's down. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And they slowly did it. And it has to be said something about how young the team was. Like yeah. My biggest thing is
0: I always tell people, my my weird belief, and this is something, that, this is a JM special. This is the only thing I believe. <laughs> I think, no, I don't think a team... Other than Seattle, their first super their Super Bowl mm-hmm. r- usually wins a Super Bowl without a painful loss in the playoffs beforehand. Yeah, you need something like they to need something bad you. to happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I I, I I see a lot of teams like the year before the Steelers won one with Ben, mm-hmm. they lost to the Patriots after going thirteen and one. Mm-hmm. And you didn't see it coming, and they they got beat by the Patriots, and then they came back later and won a Super Bowl. A lot of teams we've seen that happen to. Denver lost a few times in the playoffs before they came back and won. They got blown out by Seattle mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. They came back and won. <laughs> I feel like certain teams, when they're young, have to feel that sting to come back and win it. Like I said, the only caveat was the, was the Seahawks. And I think this was, hopefully this is Atlanta's like comeback because they are a young team. They got the best receiver I have seen on the field this, like, in What's a up, few Julio? years. Julio. Julio is he's so much different than... Like, he's different than AJ Green because he's bigger and he's stronger. He, like, as as far as muscular, he's Mm -hmm. different than Sanders and Odell because he's taller. And he's different than all of them because that radius of catching ability he has. He's like a
1: Megatron uh, Jody Nelson or something. Yeah, it's weird. It's like. Dude, that radius, that that
0: catch he had on the sidelines is the most impossible thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how the defender did not deflect it. Like the, it looked like it went through. It looked like those video game glitches <laughs> where you see like that, like the hand go and yeah. the arm spins around yeah.
1: and the ball somehow misses it. I, I I watched that replay several times, and the the ball was placed so perfectly. Yeah, and like you said, that catch radius that uh, Julio has only he could get it. Yeah. if it if he wouldn't have got it, it would have went out of bounds. But the defender was there. He was standing on line. He was standing out of bounds, and he just—I don't know. Man, it was amazing. Yeah, and then the, the strength he had to push off with that foot, like mm-hmm. that one
0: foot, because the second foot, like momentum, would have taken it
1: out. Yeah, it looked. It looked like another game glitch, like a force yeah. field, because yeah. he was he was headed that way, and then all of a sudden he just yeah just hovered down. It, um, it was like with the left foot, the first foot that it touched. He used like the muscles in
0: the like, leg like to hold himself, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. hold himself in the air, to bring the other one down mm-hmm. until he fell. And I do not understand how you had the strength to do that. One I mean, thing, that's, thats why he's in the pros. I'm, you know, I'm not, of
1: course, yeah. That's why he makes millions of dollars. <laughs> uh, not to mention he's like six five, and you're five seven, <laughs> five nine. 5'9". I didn't want to give you the nine because that's my height. But um, I was gonna say, Julio that was a bananas catch and they had just awarded all like the MV, in nfl awards uh right before that and uh mike evans got catch of the year mm-hmm. but i beg to differ if they would have waited one more day for yeah. one the last game to be played julio would have taken that and you know i'm a bucks fan yep. but that catch was just beyond retarded and also speaking of retarded catches what about on the other side Yeah. patriots um it was I, finally was it, on the
0: opposite end of a miraculous catch.
1: Like yeah, before, yeah. they're usually the ones having it happen to them, and finally it happens. That for the, catch uh, was for bananas. them. Who, Edelman. Edelman's catch was just retarded yeah. too. With the bounce off a leg, the, the focus that it took, like the deflected ball, four people diving, yeah. three people, like, all the Falcons like ended up in this weird kind of an orgy. Yeah, and Nelson's just kind of on the outside <laughs> catching the ball, absolutely, while falling. It was just another amazing catch. I think those two minus Supercedes Evans is. Um, for catch of the year yeah. might have superseded a lot of catches over the last 10 years, <laughs> you know, with the accession of like Odell's reach back. Yeah. Um, but those were bananas. One thing I will, one last thing I'll say about this, about these catches. Um, well, not Edelman so much, but um, George, um, the Falcons player, I can't remember his name right now. I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, Julio, Julio's catch was bananas, but let's talk about the throw. Because, you know, I'm a point guard. I don't I'm think a Matt Ryan
0: meant to throw that no, ball he there. he meant to throw that no, ball No, Matt there. Ryan
1: was throwing the he ball. I'm going to throw it
0: as close. He, he, you know when they say, like, throw it to where either your receiver gets it or it's out of bounds? He, he was meant. throwing it. 79% of his brain was saying it's out of bounds. As a, as a guard, as a point was guard, like, ah, I'm
1: going to speak on behalf of the passer. He intentionally put it where he put it. Yeah, he made his guy look, or excuse me, his guy made him look really, really good. But he intended to put it there. Maybe it was partial throwaway. But, that was a but that was, was a Ken Dorsey throw. As
0: a Miami fan, if you're a Miami fan, you understand what I mean. Ken Dorsey <laughs> used to just throw the ball up with it. It seemed nah, like his eyes closed
1: He just know Santana too.
0: Moss or Andre Johnson <laughs> would get there. Like I got great receivers; they're gonna save my life. Whatever. I, I throw I think it in the midst of seven if,
1: people. If we ask him, of course he'll say what I'm saying. I think he meant to put it there. He was running. He saw his guy. He said, "I'm gonna I have to throw it at an angle where the defender can't get it." I mean, just that alone would yeah. have been good enough to. Throw that ball away without the defender getting it, but for Julio to still have a, the ability to catch it, that was just bananas. Yeah. Anyway, we can argue about that. Also, for days. <laughs> the one thing I'll
0: say is, so I was really considering gambling on this game, and oh, you did? yeah, and I did not gamble on it. But I will tell you this: I was hardcore for it, like for Atlanta, not thinking they were going to win, but thinking if they lost, it would be by like one point. So they had the the it would be it would be very close. I didn't think either team would blow out the other until (laughs) Matt Ryan won the MVP. They announced the day before that Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan was the NFL MVP, and I immediately went. Uh I didn't I and I'll tell you this. I did not know these statistics beforehand, but I knew that the last few NFL MVPs that I could think of with Peyton Manning and Cam Newton Mm -hmm. got beat. Yep, and weren't and were not beat. Close. No, they got blown handedly. out. And I and I looked at the guys I was with on the trip and I was like, I bet the Patriots right now because I found that out. I was like, there's something to say about it. And then I got back and I heard Mike and Mike on the radio tell you that there hasn't been an NFL MVP
1: to win the Super Bowl.
0: Win the Super Bowl in the same year where they won the MVP since uh Kurt like Kurt Warner
1: really? in two thousand one. The Showtime Rams? Yeah. The first uh, time. Greatest he, show on turf. Yeah, he Rams. was the
0: last person to win it in two thousand one. They're eight they're 0 and eight since then. Wow.
1: That's a sick stat. That,
0: yeah, that I did <laughs> not know that, and I was that. like, "Holy crap!" That's a six stat. That. You know
1: what's funny about that stat, Jerry? Uh, I was watching the game with Shirai and Jerry, and uh, and our girls. Uh, Jerry actually said that he was because he, you know, him, him being a Cam fan, um, he kind of pointed out the fact he was like, "Yeah, they just made Matt Ryan the MVP." I don't think the MVP ever wins. Like, he said that. I don't know if he heard it somewhere, mm-hmm. but he said it and. Lo and behold, they took that L and was yeah. like, "Whoa!" Uh, but let's be check honest back though, a few four or five. The, the six L
0: years. wasn't. I you can't put. Yeah, he had a big mess up with fumbling the ball. Yeah, they like. But I, you gotta say like every player on the Atlanta team seemed to do like do their job. They played well. Mm-hmm. It has to do with coaching, time management, and to be honest with you, I'm gonna put I'll put an L for one and only in uh, Atlanta player. That's Vic Beasley. Where the hell was he at? Like, I guess, Yeah, no, at all. Like, he dropped an interception, and other than that, you really didn't hear from him the whole game. Them boys were gassed. Yeah, the the rest of the defensive line came up, and maybe it's because they double-teamed Vic Beasley. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's because they put him out in coverage a
1: little bit more. You know Belichick takes your best player out, so I'm guessing that's what happened then. Without watching game tape, I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly what happened to him, because he was showing out during the season. Yeah. Um, the D line did step up, mm-hmm. but something's to be said about that. All of them were matched one one on so, one. So, as a Bucks fan,
0: are you thinking y'all should be Super Bowl champions too? Since y'all beat Atlanta forty <laughs> like forty one to fourteen or something like that, y'all uh, blow them out.
1: I wouldn't go so far as to <laughs> say that because we can't not make penalties. But uh, I, there's a certain you know you swag be excited for next year. There's a certain swag that I had about the fact that we we held one of the greatest offenses in the last five years to very few yep. points. And, the first game. They blew us out the second Yeah, I'm excited to see what the <laughs> NFC South does
0: next year. Your team's building. I, I don't know how good, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how good the Panthers are going to be because of all that talent they lost mm-hmm. last year. It really affected them this year. And then can Cam stay healthy? Can they keep? Because they're really, they're not a deep team. They're... Greg Olson or Kelvin Benjamin or a couple offensive linemen away from being injured to just being eight and eight again. Oh yeah. Like they're, um, they're or, you know, not being
1: good again. When, when Cookley goes out every year with a concussion, that's yeah. that's not a good look But I,
0: I'm excited for your team. I'm excited. The Saints I think are gonna get better next year. Excited to see what happens with them. Atlanta I, though, I, I have a feeling this things this sits with them. You think so? Losing like that, the no, Panthers. We, we've see, never seen someone lose like that. So. Well, not,
1: not even just losing like that. Just losing the Super Bowl hat. We, it, it's I wouldn't say it's proven, but st- statistics show uh, when you lose the Super Bowl, you usually have that hangover the next mm-hmm. year where you just don't bounce back. Panthers clearly show you know finishing NFC South first, finishing mm-hmm. first in the NFC. To last in the South, and some people could say the
0: Seahawks still haven't recovered. Oh no, they're, they're still fighting. No. Like since they lost that one against the Patriots, yeah. So it,
1: it's a weird thing to say. But then to add on top of that, losing in the manner that they did, it could be bad for the Falcons if psychologically they don't get yeah. it together. Well, I, and luckily,
0: you. Can't. I'm not mad at it. So I, <laughs> if I was, if I was a fan of Atlanta, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. There are some people that we know that are fan, Atlanta Falcons fans, which Uh-oh. we haven't heard from in quite a while. Uh oh. But where the text I, at Jake? Uh, yeah, where the te- where is all the trash <laughs> talking from him right now? Yeah, but
1: he, he's uh he's on suicide watch. Yeah, I will say this man. I'll say this I kid.
0: for Atlanta, I'll say that the one person that if I was their coach or if I was someone that I would use as a scapegoat would
1: be the person who's no longer there, which is Kyle Shanahan. Who, no, I who think was the offensive coordinator. It's not just because he's coach. not there. I think it's like you said, the biggest two things were play call and the time management, and, and that's, his,
0: that's yeah. his job. And where the Seahawks are looking was the Seahawks are like, Man, we made this bad play call, we threw an interception. Mm-hmm. Like you can look at people that are still in the organization that made that call. Yeah. As Atlanta, you can say like they're gone now. Yeah. Now there's that, nothing that's gonna stop. Like, let's go back and do this because you played well, you played well, you played well, you played well.
1: We just I gotta mean, do this again. But it's they, a mountain. They decline, have some man. hope. They have some hope. They also have a new stadium. Yeah. And that's that may you know, motivate them and push them forward. Mm-hmm. I frankly don't care. They're kind of our rivals. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely within our division. And I hope they lose to us twice again, yeah. like most seasons. And I hope we finish first in the South. Yeah. That's all I'm hoping. We being the Bucks. Um I want the Panthers to bounce back, bounce back a little bit. It was kind of pitiful to watch them go through the motions of the yeah. what they did. It was, it, didn't, it wasn't a good look to watch the Super Bowl runner-up, the NFC champions, yeah. come back the way that they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to harp on that too much longer, but you still got the Cowboys, they're a young team. Yeah,
0: it's a mountain to climb.
1: Yeah. To make it to the Super Bowl, I think that like
0: Dan Marino always says he made it to like I think his like second year he made it to the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. just assumed, well, we'll be back, we'll win another one, and he never, never got back. <laughs> it is a like so many things have to happen for you in a good way. Like the Patriots. Can't enough be said about the schedule they had and how yeah. s- how easy it was that allowed Brady to come back in and acclimate. Mm-hmm. And then they got an easy playoff schedule mm-hmm. where you had to – they faced the Texans for their first time. I mean, yeah. Come on, the, the freaking
1: Texans. That, that was a nothing matchup. up I <laughs> So, so all, all the people that saw, like, oh, he did it without Gronk. I'm like, his road to the – all he really had to do was focus on uh, whatever team came out of the NFC. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of uh, the Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh, every and when the, And when LeBron was on the Heat – it's like, oh, you can talk all the crap you want, but you know there's nobody in the NFC that... Yeah. NF, in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> in the East, in basketball, that scares you. So all you really have to do is focus on getting there. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, then you just put it all
0: That's on. That's why time. I knew LeBron was never going to go to LA. Yeah. No, I knew he, he was never, never going to the West. He would
1: never go to the West, never ever. To, he why he would you have, ever go to the West? If you're, an, if you're the guy, why would you ever go to the West? You guarantee at least East champion and, and the league champion, Mm -hmm. if you could put it together, all you got to do is beat one real good team. I mean, Mm -hmm. not to say that the rest of the East teams are slouches, but compared to what LeBron has had with Kyrie and those guys and uh, Wade and and Bosh, it it was never really a comp. I mean, mean,
0: there are certain setups that might have been – advantageous for him to do, but no, there was no reason. I would I would plus there's no argument for him being the good guy again if he goes to the West. If he just starts hopping around.
1: Well going out west just means you got more competition. They actually got Bona Fide Big men out there. It's a different type of game out there, uh in my opinion as a Western fan, you need a point guard. And LeBron can't be your point guard. That's why the Rockets suffer every year because they try to make harder than a point guard. Uh C P three can ball, but on the Some top people of that, are
0: saying that the Cavs can't survive right now because ain't nobody being a point guard.
1: Yeah, no. Kyrie is a two guard, yeah. just short. Um, I, out West, though, I think you definitely need a point guard. And that's why when CP3 isn't, you need a point guard and a big man. Yeah. Uh, you need some kind of setup in that format. Because even when we had like Kobe Shaq in LA, uh, Kobe would run the ball. But I mean, we still had Fisher. Mm-hmm. He's still got to You need somebody who can guard another point guard and a team that could kind of have those role players out West. In the East, you don't need that. You just need like a couple stars. Yeah,
0: there's only, I think, you need Kyle t- Lowry and. Um, Kid, Isaiah Thomas are the mm-hmm. only people that you could say are. Oh, and John Wall. John Wall's Wall, But
1: yeah, those are the only 3-pointers. team guards. is trash. Yeah. You never really have to worry about them. Kyrie can shut him down yeah. and and LeBron can. They'll just probably be the wants. 5
0: seed though. They'll probably be the 5 seed in the East, which is basically like being the ninth seed in the West. <laughs> but exactly. Whatever. But anyway, not talking about the NBA yeah, 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 we we did, right did, now. That sidetrack. that's not what we're doing right now this episode. So finally, Atlanta we feel sorry for you, Jake. We don't we're hoping that so, the rest of the fans, other than Jake, survive. Will somebody
1: find Jake for us fantasy. and and have him come on Mass as a banter?
0: <laughs> uh, hey, it's a consolation prize. You won the Fantasy league. Feel good about that. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like he a did. You
1: won a shit division media Fantasy Moral victory. League. Moral so, victories.
0: Moving on from Jake and the Atlanta Falcons, we are going to move on to the Grammys, which are this weekend. Which beep, beep, beep. I'm really hoping for Coloring Book Man. I'm really hoping that he wins the, Coloring he wins Book his,
1: by uh, Chance the Rapper. I hope. It wins in the, in the best rap category, yeah. and I hope he gets new uh, artists too. And I hope but Kanye of, don't win. Where, where is he nominated? Best
0: artist? I think I think album of the year isn't uh, Pablo nominated for album of the year?
1: Huh? I had to list up earlier, but I I was doing something else. Yeah, I hope he does not win it. Why not? I hope, so I, hope he, I hope he's
0: him? got the same juju that Cam does with all lives matter with <laughs> having lunch with Trump. I hope I hope that there's a little bit of a curse.
1: I heard he deleted all his uh, Trump supportive tweets. Yeah
0: it's the internet though we got it we got screenshots it's the internet though we we have screenshots we have evidence he he could delete all the pictures that he could find of his blonde hair it's still there it's somewhere on the internet
1: here we go record of the year is separate from album of the year record of the year uh, we got Hello by Adele Formation by Beyonce Seven Years by Lucas Graham Once I was seven years old Um, Work by Rihanna Stressed out by Twenty One Pilots. That's a big nominee, Ooh. but I don't think they'll win.
0: No, I don't think they'll win. But it's cool as hell that they're um, in it. That's that, kind of like a, a nod to the only kind of rock band still yeah, around. That's alternative. It, yeah,
1: um, I think Adele will get that one. In you my, think? You
0: think she's gonna beat out Formation?
1: I think so. Yeah. It's Adele. Sure. I mean, like eight listen, times. As someone who will, who who has and
0: successfully does all the time, bait Mike into an argument about Beyonce I'm and Adele. Not, yeah.
1: I would vote for I
0: would vote for Beyonce. I think this. I think the album that she put out. Will I don't know if the
1: Grammys will though.
0: Yeah, they're a little snobby. Yeah,
1: I think Adele would get a it. Just snobby. on song song because we're talking a record of the year. There, album of the year is the full album. So record just is one of you know one of the songs. Mm-hmm. And that also includes all the uh, people who had a part in making the song. Producers, writers, et cetera. I didn't want to read all those names. But um, I think in that category, uh, because it's the record of the year, I think Adele will get it. Album of the year? I don't know if she'll get that one. Um, Who are the people for album of the year? Album of the year noms are uh, Adele with 25, Beyonce with Lemonade, Justin Bieber with Purpose. I don't know how that happened because that album was trash. Uh, Drake with views? There's a lot
0: of positive energy for Justin Bieber this yeah. past year. A Lot of a lot of like he's getting his swag back, and then he ruined it with that lame ass T-Mobile commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what's <laughs> Let me finish the nominees, and then Sturgis uh, Sturgill Simpson with "The Sailor's Guide to Earth," which I haven't heard yet, but I'll listen to before the Grammys.
0: Is Blonde nominated for anything?
1: Um, no, I don't think it made the cut. Time wise. Oh, okay. I don't see it anywhere. Song of the Year, uh, Formation. Hello, I took a pill in a pizza. Love yourself in seven years. I mean, th- those those three categories so are the three big, it, and they're Pablo all basically the same those? people. No, oh,
0: did he get nominated in the rap car- rap category then? Oh, let me get there.
1: The new artist, which I mentioned a second ago, while I slide down to best rap uh, new artist category, is uh, Kelsey Bellarini. I don't know who that is. Uh, the Chainsmokers, Chance the Rapper, Marin Morris, and Anderson Pot. I love Anderson Pop. Ooh, I love that, Chainsmokers. Yeah, uh, Chainsmokers album's pretty good, too. I like Chainsmokers. I haven't heard the whole album, but I, I enjoy their music. That's um, that's a
0: tough list. I feel like that's a...
1: New, new artist is always are. tough, though. The,
0: but the Grammys all Like, like we talked about this when we did the pour-up last, mm-hmm. last week. The Grammys are hard to win. They're yeah. not like an easy award. It's not like a layup. This is the award for music.
1: This is the Emmys.
0: You, especially album or uh, record of the year. I mean, that's... That's serious. I don't you look see at the people Kanye that this.
1: Hmm? I don't see Kanye on anything here. Did he uh, not get
0: nominated for anything?
1: I'm still scrolling. I haven't got to I, the I rap bet yet. this was
0: on Twitter and I for, forgot about it. Like, I bet we made fun of this before. Oh,
1: Solange was nominated. <laughs> Best RB performance. Turning Me Up uh, by BJ the Chicago Kid. Permission by Ro James. I Do by Music Soul Child. I know What's, the, time? What's the
0: date cut off for the Grammys? Is it like September? In the middle of the year? September? Okay. I think it's
1: September. No, it's from September to October. I wonder. October is the I call. wonder
0: if who we're listening to right now in our headphones. Gambino will get any nominee? I don't think he will. I think he will.
1: You think? He, you I think, think he, he will. Uh, for um,
0: I know the composer who wrote the music might. I know that might. I, uh, like G- his, Gustav his, Lunderson? Yeah, his yeah. the album might get a nom, but I think it's that guy that would get it. If I if, if, if I could any, see that, I, I, wouldn't, was, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. got to admit the
1: the the scores were amazing. Urban Contemporary, which is a category I like. Uh, Beyonce Lemonade, uh, Galant with uh, Ology. Mm-hmm. King with We Are King. NSM Pac with Malibu, which I absolutely love my album. My yeah. favorite album of last year. And Rihanna with Anti, which is also a really good album. Okay, now I'm down to rap. Jeez, I took a long time to get... They put rap at the bottom. the <laughs> back of the bus, if you will. Uh, Chance the Rapper, No Problem. is the best rap performance. Designer with Panda. Drink... Oh. Featuring the throne with pop style, Fat Joe and Remy with All the Way Up, Schoolboy Q, and Kanye what's that part. Best rap sung performance? That's weird. Hmm.
0: Which one do you think In that one? I, I don't know. Like the, the Remy Ma, All the Way Up.
1: Well, I haven't seen the performances It's a popular of these. song. I think it's Designers a- per- uh, Panda would get the best performance. Performance? Or Chance is No Problem. Yeah. He killed that when he went on uh, Ellen. Yeah. Uh, with, with that, oh, my right? God.
0: I've, I probably watched that YouTube a bunch just yeah. watching that performance because Lil Wayne's freestyle at the end when he changed the lyrics up were kind of entertaining. Yeah, that was like, cool. Yeah, it was a really fun thing. I, I don't know. I, I would go that. I'll, I'm just saying, I know that the Remy, the Remy Mon Fat Joe song is popular. It's popular. Like, it's on the radio all the time. And I got serious, so you know I'm hearing it all the time because <laughs> they repeat. Up. Yeah.
1: Uh, their album actually drops. Right before Valentine's Day, thirteenth, I think. Who? Uh, Fat Joe's and I think Remy's like all over it. I don't know how that. I don't know if it's his album the perfect or their Valentine's album.
0: Valentine's track. Valentine's track for the one you care
1: about. <laughs> I th- actually, it come out this week, I believe. Right along with that, Lupe Fiasco. Ooh. Um that drops Friday. Name drop. Yeah, shout to Lupe. Drop top. <laughs> Name drop. Drop top. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna Put say? Put that dope in that crock pot. Anyway, <laughs>
0: that song. The two. Stuck in my head forever. The
1: two best, or the, I would say the. The 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 the, high, the highest categories. Um, at the Grammys for rap will be best rap song, best rap album. Best rap song consists of All the Way Up, Famous. That's Ye. There's Ye's nomination. Get out of here. um, Hotline Bling with Drake. (laughs) They have his real name listed. It's kind of weird. Aubrey Graham. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I think this is (laughs) credit. Because remember rap song, when they do song category... It credits mm-hmm. the creators of the song, producers, writers, okay. uh, more so than the artists themselves. So you may have like a Beyonce song, but it's like written by Neo. Mm-hmm. So Neo would get the nod there. But um, Aubrey Graham, Hotline Bling, uh, No Problem. Chance the Rapper's name is Chancellor Bennett. <laughs> <I don't laughs> That's kind of weird. Why ch- yeah. I mean, Chance, Chancellor. Uh, no Problem by Chance the Rapper, Ultralight Beam, which also had Chance on it. Kurt Franklin, a whole bunch of people. That's another. Yeah, he got two nods in that one category. Ultra Kurt Franklin. We ones? on the Yeah, he was at the end. Um, he spoke. Hmm. You don't remember that part? We. Um, what did he I say? just didn't know. Then I didn't know who was on it. I'll clip it in right there when, if when I. When you
0: download stuff off of iTunes, I feel like because it you never see like that those words track. <laughs> I don't know who else is on the song. I just kind of. I have to try to pick. Oh, uh, uh,
1: because it only shows you like the main artist. Yeah. Ah, uh, that sucks. You should get Spotify, fam. Uh, and the best rap album category, and we'll move on from this Grammy thing because I'm sure people are like we're gonna watch it. Um, Coloring book by Chance the Rapper, and the anonymous nobody by De La Soul, which I haven't heard yet, but I like De La Soul. Major key by DJ Khaled, good album. Views by Drake, Blank Face by Schoolboy Q, which is a curious nod because yeah. it was cool, but it wasn't like amazing. And the life of Pablo by One Kanye West. So he did. He got three nods. Yeah. So what do, all rap related though. Yeah. All should For be For him, that he may
0: feel like it's a snub. For him. Yeah, probably. But he sees himself as a
1: Michael Jackson of our day. Yeah. So who do you I think got it on there? <laughs> who, who do you think got it in that category? Best rap?
0: Uh repeat the list again.
1: Coloring book, uh any anonymous anonymous nobody, major key, views, blink face, and the life of Pablo.
0: You know what's weird is I hope, like I want to say none of them, but I like I'm a I'm assuming that Drake will probably. Win I think Drake will get it, but I
1: want Chance to get it. I
0: one. want Chance to get it. Oh, I, sorry. Other than Chance, I don't want anyone. Because I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know my opinion on DJ Khaled. People get mad at me all the time. I just, <laughs> Another one. I, he doesn't do anything but scream in the microphone. I hate that he, he puts the people together though. I mean, the album, all the that's f- like giving somebody a award for. I don't know, man. I, I can't put it. That's like giving Roger D- Goodell an award for the Super Bowl so, yeah. for being the commissioner
1: of the league. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's actually a good analogy. Um, so that will be the Grammys. Y'all check them out. Gonna, that's coming on Sunday at 8.
0: I was going to toss up an L and just be like, that's like giving a guy the award for all the fun when he invited everyone to the party. Oh, wait. That's exactly what you do. But so the Goodell thing is what we're hey, doing. I
1: put you guys together. I put the greatest team on the field. Um, but the Grammys come on Sunday at 8, I believe, on one of those channels. Sorry, we're not a news source. You do your own fact check-in. Moving right along, I want to ask you, J.M., Had you seen Netflix documentary 13?
0: I have not. I have not.
1: Well, you should. Um, I want you to watch it and then come back and tell us about it here. All right. But I'll briefly tell you what it's about. It's about the 13th Amendment. Uh, It's a documentary talking about um, the criminalization of, of African Americans to perpetuate slavery essentially. Okay. Uh, paid labor um, in jails, how corporations use that free labor to earn extra bucks. Just talking about it today with someone that they, they pay uh, labor in jails uh, eight cents an hour. Eight cents an hour. It's essentially paid slavery. And if your corporation invests in that, you could almost say that they partake. But I, I don't want to give too much of it away. It's a very powerful documentary. At the end of it, I am going to say I teared up. I might just say that, you know, I had some of my eye. But it's really powerful. It's it's almost shocking. A lot of the stuff I knew, but I studied African Mm -hmm. studies, um, and I love studying history and stuff like that, but the average person wouldn't know. They give you a lot of statistics and facts, and they talk about the prison population as a whole and the laws that are made and how some of those, you know, the mandatory minimums. and The thing that I liked about it, I know a lot of this sounds like stuff that you know, and I know you know Mm -hmm. it too, but when they tie it all together and they give you like the big picture, it's like, wow, like that's... Actually happening in America, yeah, in in, in our country.
0: That's why, we'll, like, like, when we get in arguments about Black Lives Matter, and we get in arguments they, they and stuff like that, because of people Black, a Black lot do. A lot of times, people try to tell you to get over things and to tell you to um, look Ooh, past like, it or look how much better things are. Yeah, and the thing is. Yes, things are getting better, but it's not playing on an even playing field if you move the field goal post all mm-hmm. the time. And this is the thing we need to concentrate on, that mm-hmm. yes, slavery was taken down, but then you had things like this. Yeah, you have Jim you have, Crow. You, you have, have like Jim Crow. Then after Jim Crow, you have places where people refuse to sell apartment complexes mm-hmm. and, and how, homes to certain people. And then you have the projects, and then you have things like changing the criminal justice system so that it leans more heavily on drugs that are peripheral. Yep. are primarily used by African Americans or primarily sold by African Americans mm-hmm. as opposed to drugs that are primarily sold or used by
1: Caucasians like said, and Hispanics. I want to give you too much of it but you're hitting the nail right on the yeah. head No this, this is something
0: that this is something that it needs to be talked about i, I i'm actually we can do now a that a whole I,
1: show about it and yeah. i'd be 100% down to do that
0: Dude, i i don't have a problem doing that maybe we'll do a, a reup on the on the we 13th.
1: special special a special edition of uh i'm gonna say men in black
0: yeah <laughs>
1: what the uh, masses advance special edition uh black Lives matter episode or something like that we'll talk about it off air for sure but check it out it's on Netflix 13th and actually uh the creator of it did an interview with Oprah after that's also on Netflix and that was good too because she Talks about some of the stuff and the people. Bro, when you see the people that they interview, not just, like, Black Lives Matter people and not just people you would think, like, oh, of course. Bro, they got Angela Davis.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, they interviewed
1: her for this documentary. They got Newt Gingrich to come on and talk about, like, why why certain laws are made certain ways. And it, it's almost like a, did he know what he was Oh, dude, I think like, I you know, think that what? all
0: the time, and I see Vice interviews, and I'm just like, "You idiot! Like,
1: what are you doing?" Did they tell you where you were coming, or well, did they, they not did they tell they lie you, a to trans-
0: you? Like when they interview some people in like other countries, like, did they not tell you a translator was in the room? I, so
1: even though you're not there, they're definitely telling them what you're saying <laughs> to your <laughs> other your other people. It's almost like uh, getting a cheater on cheaters, and it's like, yeah, just tell us about your day, and they start telling them about how they cheat, and it's like you're on cheaters. Yeah, I, I don't know why these people came, and Oprah even asked her about it, and she just. She explains her method, which I won't give too much away again. I am enthralled by this. I was told to watch this uh, many times by many people, and I don't remember all the people who told me, but I I put it off because I knew a lot of the information. Mm -hmm. But I would say to anyone who thinks that, that this was well done, very well tied together, big picture status. It takes a lot of those little pictures and things that we just discussed just now about voting and criminalization and Black Lives Matter and Trump and all these different things, and it puts it in one big picture. It's called 13th, and it's really good. It's on Netflix, so check that out. All
0: right, well, my TV thing that I will give out as far as you give me the 13th, I've been telling you for weeks. I'm going to get up on it. <laughs> I'm gonna give two because I understand that not everyone likes TV for the same reasons I like TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give my, if you are a serious TV watcher and you watch it for the cinematography or you watch it for the originality or you watch some stuff just because it's so different than what TV is doing, Try Young Pope. The Young Pope on HBO is such a different show. It is such a a guy that knows how to make movies, deciding to make TV shows. So mm-hmm. it's not just about problem, premise, solution, end of episode. It's it's about a creation of a story and the vividness that comes in life for' there are different things that make up a person. There's different <sighs> arcs. Yeah, and it's insanely funny at times with, in ways that sometimes it maybe shouldn't be funny. It's, but I would recommend <laughs> dark, it, but it's not, dark, it's not a show funny. for everyone. Yeah. The ratings aren't crazy with it because it's not a show for everyone. There, I've had several people that are like, dude, I could not get through it. But as with most TV shows, I always tell you, make it to the fourth or fifth episode, before then you make a judgment yeah. because you don't know what the show is yet. Mm-hmm. Second one I'll tell you is Taboo. Taboo is a hell of a lot of fun. I would say the opposite. Like You don't have to be a like crazy avid TV person mm-hmm. that watches it for these you know dynamic reasons, you could just like good entertaining TV where you see somebody just get freaking slashed apart and someone just play games and mutter <laughs> you know under maybe ununderstandably in an English accent. So you might
1: like that because it's Tom Hardy, so he can't really understand a lot of these things. I saw the preview for that and I wanted to jump on the train from the jump and I forgot to DVR it. Yeah. And I forgot you know if you don't DVR something right when you think about it. Yeah. Psh- Till someone else comes back and say, hey, you should watch this and then you tell the story like I just did. They are they're both I I missed it.
0: They're both two good shows to binge or get caught up on before Sweeps, which is about to hit us with girls. Well, sweeps is like the primetime television. I don't know what it is, but when is it? I think (laughs) it's like February through. Oh, you're right. It's like 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 the lead into summer. February through June or something like that. But I know that a lot of TV shows are coming out. You got girls, you got Legion. You have billions. A lot of shows are coming back that I think that are, are pretty highly acclaimed 24 shows. Twenty four just came back. Twenty four just came back with the guy that wears dreads shots and walking Dre. dead. Yeah,
1: shouts to Dre from uh Straight Outta Compton. Yep. I think his name is I don't know his real name. That's crazy. It's Dre. It's we just call him Dre. Thank and you. the show is Eric Carter and he has a simple fake Dre. He has a real simple first name like that too, like Mike Lake or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- I did check out Twenty Four. If you didn't, nope. Um, came on Sunday after the Super Bowl and yesterday. You know how they the, the real time mm-hmm. events that premise still works. The adrenaline pumping still there. I don't know if you like the original, but I loved it. And all the original elements are still there, even though Jack Bauer's not there. Yeah. So I would tell anybody who's kind of skeptical on reboots. This one works, yeah. and it's working so far. I mean, it is there are a, only two episodes. It is
0: right? an interesting premise that the show is based on. At least the first one was a Muslim terrorist.
1: This Very one interesting time to do that. I, I ain't gonna tell you nothing about it, but terrorism's there. We just don't know where they're from yet. We'll mm-hmm. get to that. Um, what I do want to see from you, and I'm gonna ask you right here on our show. Uh, you know how you did um, nostalgia overload. Mm-hmm. I like to see you do something on reboots. Okay. Just throwing that out. How there. How annoyed I am
0: with them. Maybe whatever yeah. you want I, I to do. I definitely it. write an article about that. I'm, I can just, tell you I'm that. just,
1: I was, I was thinking about it for myself, and I was like, I think JM well, would write there's it a, better.
0: There's a whole lot of them coming out right now. You mm-hmm. got the Taken mm-hmm. show that's being remade. They are Give remaking Taken. I, why? You have the 24 Legacy, yeah. and the lamest is the Blacklist <laughs> that they're bringing back. The Blacklist with, flip, like, like so. All the villains that he went against, mm-hmm. they're bringing, and I didn't like the Blacklist, but. You get, now they have like the blacklist. Worst enemies are now getting together to try to find their own redemption, and it's like blacklist. You know what like it I, is. That is it's the equivalent Gotham.
1: of you know, it's what Gotham
0: did. It is the equivalent which is of another reboot. It is the equivalent of Spider Man Unlimited when they like you know what? Well, the Spider Man cartoon is done. Let's try to start one in the way in the future, and then get another Spider
1: Man and then the whole yeah. you know, or Batman. Um, Gotham's going through that right now with the rise of the villains. Um, excuse me. Everybody all the villains are kind of teaming up Riddler, Joker. But playing. it's not a
0: different show. It's still the same characters in the rise of the. Yeah,
1: films. well, the way Gotham has been doing it, they do it in acts if you will. So, last season was like the frozen one, the one before. Like they theme it per one. So, it's not a reboot, but it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of a reboot cuz yeah. if they you look at stick more to the Joker. I
0: love the kid that plays the Joker. Oh, yeah. home, uh, uh, he, He's from
1: Shameless. He's slaughtering it. Um but this blacklist reboot is kind of the same. The season ended and then that thing started the very next week. So mm-hmm. it's a, I don't know if, what you want to call it, if it's a reboot or what, but they're just trying to extend it by saying
0: what's crazy, it's a spin off. What's crazy to me is That's I feel is. like NBC, Fox, and CBS know what they're good at. Mm-hmm. They know like they they've done the office, they've done the community, they've got Michael Schur is their hot... like the the good place is a great show. Um they I know haven't what they're it, doing with um, This is us. Good drama. I mean, the hev- Heavily, uh, critically acclaimed. They know what they're good at. Dude, West Wing. They haven't done another political show since. Um, or a, go good one, that, yeah. a good one. A good one, put it like that. And I feel like instead of creating something original like FX is doing, like AMC is doing, like the streaming services are doing and the, and the pay-for services are doing, they're basically doing what Marvel is doing mm-hmm. and what DC is doing mm-hmm. with basically like... Just doing the not same... Not reinventing the wheel. Yeah, just yeah. Not, yeah, not reinventing the wheel, trying to do... And that's... I'm sorry. They're going to get left behind in TV, I feel like. I feel like more people are going to go to the Hulus, the Netflixes, the HBOs, the stuff like that. Well, the
1: thing with that to get is... To their entertainment. They have so much of the percentage of TV watchers, they are losing right now because new age TV, if you will, uh, Netflix streaming services and those alternative cable mm-hmm. uh, services and specialty ones like Showtime... They're all fighting and they're winning awards, and we're seeing it at the Golden Globes. We're seeing it at at these award shows and stuff. But I mean, they had so much of the pie to start. Yeah. If they go from ninety percent of TV watchers, I just want them to take a chance. Seventy.
0: I just want to take. I want them to sign something like the. But I don't want to say. Their, the walking their dead problem, dead the problem walking is dead they're almost huge, pigeonholed
1: but. by the masses. The larger masses that you you cater to, you almost have to kind of dumb it down for them, if you will. I think AMC could succeed Let because Fox they News n- play that kind of stuff. That's Fox News. But uh, that's my opinion. Um, anyway, we don't want to get bogged down in that. That's your paper. That's I mean, your paper. That's your story. It's going to be... Uh, Masters
0: of Banter Homework Edition.
1: <laughs> your, I feel like a teacher just gave you an assignment. No, I want to I see that. That what you just said right there. Why not original? Why go with reboots? Yeah. And then and we'll go from there. You can frame that however you want. You can title it whatever you want. Uh, you can title it, Mike told me to write this. <laughs> and that'd be kind of cool. Um, so... Before we get out of here, I do want to give you a moment to touch on this. Um, I know a little bit about it. I, I feel bad that I don't know as much as I should, but I've been avoiding the mm-hmm. news. This Muslim ban thing, man, what's what's going on? All
0: right, so the I'm going to say this as quickly as I can so I don't like get bogged down in all the details of it. Basically, everyone knows what's going on. Everyone knows the... the the premises of both arguments, mm-hmm. on one side, they're like, we know we need to be safe, we need to have security, we need to have protect our borders, we need to keep refugees from coming in and um, committing terrorist attacks. Um, actually, Homeland Security and the CIA and the FBI, their biggest concern is actually uh, homegrown terrorism, of which course. is not people from refugees, but people that are born and are assimilated into um, the terrorist organizations like ISIS and Al-Qaeda, just strictly on propaganda and then
1: belief systems. Without stopping you, I want to footnote that right there, and we'll come back to okay. it, but go ahead.
0: They are not as worried about refugees. The mm-hmm. process, the reason they are not as worried is because deals like that happen with Australia and deals we have with Jordan and other countries where we sit these people for up to 20 months to evaluate them and go through their caseloads and go through things like that. Issues like Trump and other people are uh, supposing, which has, has to do with birth certificates and the lack of records, stuff like that, mm-hmm. are not actually as prevalent as they're saying. We've actually never had a crime committed on US soil by a refugee, by um, someone who's come over. I understand where the fear is coming from because acts like Paris and stuff like that. The thing to recognize with Paris and what happened in, in England mm-hmm. and this happened in Germany, those were homegrown terrorists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For like, only, like 99% of them were citizens of that country, went to Syria, came back and committed a terrorist attack. Also, those attacks were committed or because we were kicking the shit out of them in Syria. And, and yeah. So this that's their premises of is fear mongering, and the Democratic premises premise is that, you know, this is not who we are as a country. You know, we need to have the ability to, yes, we need to vet. Yes, we need to evaluate. Yes, we need to pick a certain percentage of the ones we let in, and we need to make sure that they are capable of assimilating into, into our culture our, yeah. and becoming. Um, beneficial and you know not hindrances on our society, but they they build it up and they make it great and they make, they do what every other citizen or immigrant has done for the last three hundred years. Exactly. My thing that I will say is that I feel like the Democrat. While this thing is absolutely horrible, it is wrong. It is so ticker tape shittily put together in the language <laughs> they did it. There's typos in it. There's there's shittily. it's bad and it's not it's not well put together. Um, it's they they pick seven countries that are so obviously picked because of business interests from mm-hmm. Trump and easy to do because the names pop off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because of terrorist attacks. If you talk about 9-11, 9-11 was committed by people out in countries that were not on that list. That's correct. The people did not come from there. Yep. They came from Egypt. Mm-hmm. They came from Saudi Arabia. Interesting enough, countries not, that Donald Trump has business interests we're not
1: in. going to do and, anything to Saudi Arabia.
0: Absolutely not. So... <laughs> I feel it's absolutely wrong. I do think it needs to be overturned. I do think it needs to be taken down and suspended and as of, cut. As, up as of right now, thing. today, uh, is,
1: while we're recording, there it's an appeal. It's in appeals court. Um, a I federal do, judge filed a restraining order <laughs> against Trump yeah. and his executive order, so they're allowing people to still come in the country mm-hmm. while this thing is being appealed. Also. One
0: quick there was what? an
1: argument that Trump made about it saying, if
0: we would have given you a week's notice to get everyone, to come, then they would have rushed the border and people would have came through. That isn't possible. Number one, there's an ocean in between us, and we have the ability to stop them in the airport. Number two,
1: Turn back around.
0: It is so hard to get through customs and stuff on the on like from Europe or Africa and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There is a there is, I think the minimum is 13 weeks. The maximum is 20 months Whoa. that people have gone through this process. It's not like they would have heard, hey, we're cut. We're going to change our border What's entry process next yeah. week. And they're like, all right, get to the airport. We're going to run through it. That can't happen. Time it's machine. not possible. <laughs> it's then... literally something that's fear-mongering. It's fear-mongering.
1: Well, do you think part of that is uh, – clearly it's fear-mongering. And clearly he's making moves in the interest of his businesses and his friends' businesses. Um but do you also think a part well, of that is just pure ignorance well, no, on his part? It, it is. It's playing. It's like we have to stop people from coming into well, the so country. It, it's not
0: even just for his business interests and his friend's business interests. He did it because people that refuse to believe in statistics and believe in news and honestly the lowest common denominator of our personalities mm-hmm. as a country is being scared.
1: The and the, They took is, our jobs, people. Yeah, no,
0: Not only that, the people <laughs> that are saying are terrorist attacks happen everywhere else, I'm scared it's going to happen here mm-hmm. and instead of consoling those people and being like, "Hey, look at statistics here. Look, it's not happening here. We don't have homegrown terrorism right now." The the attacks like the Boston bombing mm-hmm. and 9/11, we have done things to shore up our defenses and those things will not happen. Refugees are not part of those
1: problems. Yeah, so you're you're essentially you're you're fighting roaches with ant Yeah. Uh, you, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like you're not addressing the direct problem. You
0: know, and and I'll say this the biggest thing that's hurting us in this argument to where we're strengthening Trump's side is the Democrats are being their the worst parts of themselves for the conservative audience. And I feel like we could attack this, and Bill Maher spoke about this, and I feel we could attack it in a much more intelligent way mm-hmm. if we admitted that we do need to discuss Islam. We do need to discuss the Muslim portion of our population, and we do need to discuss some things because while, yes, we don't need to stop refugees from coming to this country. Yes, we do not need to take countries off of the list and stop it. We do need to have a serious, serious conversation mm-hmm. about are, are we willing to have Muslims in this country admit that Islam needs to be reformed? Are we Man, are we tough. willing to push them to say, listen? The reason it's easier for you here is because if you want to take off your hijab, you can. If you want to put it on, you can. If you don't want to marry a Muslim person, you can. If you don't want, if you want to wear makeup, you can. Right. You have certain freedoms. But if you, the thing that scares people is that when we do these little polls asking if people would be okay under Sharia law or if we'd be okay, with that the number's not very small. Mm-hmm. The number isn't one or two percent the number's bigger than that of people that would be okay with it. And so it creates fear. And the thing is, we need to have Muslim Americans and Muslims in general stand up and say we there needs to be reforms in our religion because I tell you this, if there were a bunch of Catholics still sending people on the crusades and murdering I, people everywhere, you ha- we would call for we would call for reform. I, if there were Mormons going around killing
1: people, I, I don't disagree we would call with you. for reform. I, I agree with you the thing i worry about there for one in this country we have a separation of church and state for a reason once we start getting into the conversation of reforming religions well not we're not it's not it's not a state instituted what we're saying is we
0: need like we need you to help us here like well, even one so thing the pope the one pope thing is that helps. reforming the popes reforming catholicism in certain ways by by certain ordinances he's passes of it like to fit like to
1: to address to, certain, to situations. Address certain yes. situations like the anyway we don't yeah. want to get into those deep but I agree with you on what I was going to say right before you said that. The 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 Catholic Church or Catholicism, they have a clear-cut leader. Mm-hmm. They have somebody that, an ambassador or, or the president or a senator or somebody can go to that person and talk to them and say, hey, we need to do something about, you know, not just the optics of it, but the actuality of mm-hmm. it. That person, the Pope, has control over the American, um, I don't want to call it division, but the the, the uh, what do they call it the is it the, starts with a d what is the 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 catholic church the their hierarchy called from pope on down
0: um, whatever
1: it's called let's just say their 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 government if you will okay. they they have levels to it so you have archdiocese and people like that american ones that listen to the pope he can say hey america or american um not preachers, American.
0: Yeah, he can pass it down the ranks. Yeah, yeah, he, he can, can say,
1: just it. say, "Hey, hey, guys, this is what we need to do. Let's let's start, you know, doing that." You mm-hmm. don't really have that in Islam. Yeah, you don't really have that, in, in, and, um, and and in, I
0: don't want to come off wrong by saying there needs to
1: be reforms and that we need to push them to do
0: it. What I'm just saying, what I was simply trying to say is kind of re- I'm well, repeating not, what Bill
1: Maher. What I was going at. to get at is, who do you talk to? Is what? So say I agree with you, and I'm Muslim, and I say, you know, that's a good idea. Who? Who's that person that's gonna sit down at the table? Absolutely. That's so that's what Bill Maher was
0: kind of saying. And what I'm doing is repeating the argument that Bill Maher had as far as things that the Democrats need to do is we Mm -hmm. don't need to be scared of a conversation. uh, Scared to have a conversation. And we don't need to be scared to admit, yes. The the problem is one set or the problem right now that is happening in this time period is radical Islam. We need to be willing to say it. We need to be willing to admit that. Yes, there has been an issue in other countries with assimilation into cultures. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is an issue. It's not as much of an issue here because it's America and we do better than any other country at assimilating people into our society Our whole entire right country built on our it. Our whole country is <laughs> built on it. So if anyone's built to do it, we are to quell fears. But at the same time, we need to be willing to have tough conversations as to what can we do to help you better assimilate and what... Could, what needs to be done by you to better assimilate too. And I think there needs to be some serious conversations on what can we do. And then it needs to be talked about in other countries. We need to talk to other countries about, about what can we what do, do
1: as to, a group to, to th-
0: make them feel more assimilated. So they're not, so it doesn't happen what happened to the Irish and the mm-hmm. German and them the Japanese, and the, the Japanese and, the and the blacks and what happened to everyone else is they basically got and, and, and whether Mexicans it's not necessarily legally segregated, it's socially segregated. Yeah. Which then creates hatred. But doing a travel ban all we did was give propaganda oh to to ISIS and propaganda the, to Al Qaeda and there's propaganda ways to handle to, things.
1: Yeah. and that was just that was the it, hammer. We hammer played wave. while we played
0: into the lowest common denominator, common denominator of ourselves. We played into the propaganda that people have been saying about us for years mm-hmm. was that we're lying about being inviting and loving and caring and, and we're not this Statue of Liberty country. No, we're the country that, you know, kicks people out. It's, and it's that's not
1: who we need to be. But it's very unfortunate and, and I'm and I'm with you and I like the way you worded it. We did this. We, we, we because we as a country elected the person who essentially made the executive order. We we have a very unfortunate four years coming up mm-hmm. where we're essentially going to have to clean up behind this huge yeah. baby with a lot of power, mm-hmm. and it's very unfortunate that we we me and you Mike and JM are intelligent enough to have a conversation about this and no fear mongering. We're both minorities. We both live in an integrated world that's normal. It's mm-hmm. not abnormal to be around whites or hang with whites or you were raised by whites or not not even a black or white division. I know Muslim people. I'm sure you do. Mm-hmm. I know people of all faiths. And I'm comfortable with them, and I'm fine with them while they do their thing while they do it. Uh, with all that being said, the people, the person who's running the country, isn't that guy. Yeah. And the people that he's catering to aren't those people. No. That's why they live where they live in rural areas, away from cities, away from integration, away from all that stuff. I don't want to get into this whole big thing about it, but it's just sad that we're going to have to continue yeah. to deal with this. We're going to have to keep having conversations about.
0: And, this and kind the thing of stuff. is, I think that in so many ways, we have to start realizing that our like me as a Democrat. 100% my way isn't the right way to do no, it. No, 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 of course not. And 100% I... the Republican way isn't the right way to do it. That's why Obama. But this is the thing with a lot of our arguments we're in right now. And the thing that we don't want and the thing that no one in this country should want is for us to be able to make a list of countries that we will not allow people to be into. Nice. Especially because the reason those people are refugees and the reason those people are kicked out of their country is because of something that we had a part in doing. Yep. Wars we started,
1: destabilizations, the the, the,
0: yeah. the the worst possible parts of imperialization. Mm-hmm. Those things we started
1: in Yemen, in Afghanistan, in Iraq. Set the wheels in motion.
0: It would be like starting a war in Georgia and then telling people from Tennessee they like when the war expanded war that they over, couldn't yeah. go anywhere else because yeah. hey, we didn't actually start a war in your country. We started a war in Georgia. You know, it's 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 not the case. Yeah, but, we, you destabilize. You destabilize something in one area, don't be surprised when it affects another one.
1: It shouldn't be this hard, though. I mean, we need a whole entire like political show to talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, but it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard to have conversations about it. But no, it shouldn't be this hard at all. We shouldn't be starting wars, or we shouldn't be imperializing areas and affecting change in these other areas. Like, to quote Star Trek, their, their prime directive... One, the main part of the Prime Directive is to not affect the uh, natural growth of another, in our case, nation and their case, world. Mm-hmm. As the richest country in the world, we should have some type of value like that to allow countries to naturally progress. And we wouldn't get into these types of situations yeah. like where we fight. I mean, granted, sometimes you need to address certain situations, but that's on a case-by-case scenario. I don't think our president is smart enough to do it. No, and, and I, I don't want to keep talking about it. We just need... <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I'll say this, man. Read more... I,
0: Fear less, mm-hmm. assume less, read more. If we, like if it. you can do that, if you can, in, like, don't be scared of statistics, don't be scared of facts. You should get that on a bump Don't be scared of news. <laughs> don't be scared of any outlet possible. Read them all. Mm-hmm. I don't care how mad it makes you, but I'm telling you, if you look at the statistics of these things, it will quill some of your fears. If you go and you meet and you spend some time with some of these people, it will quill some of your fears. Indeed. And sometimes, and insert, and I hate to say this, but I come from a rural area. Yes, you do. I come from a very rural area. And the reason a lot of these red areas are rural is because you can run from culture. Easy. You can run from people. Mm-hmm. The reason the cities in the metropolitan areas seem to be blue is because they interact with other cultures. And they start to have what's called altruistic ideas of culture and values, where yeah. they start to value the sum more than the parts Indeed. and you start to realize that everyone is a part of this whole machine but in fort meade or in you know polk county or in rural yeah. parts of the country <laughs> you can grow up your whole life and never meet a muslim person you That's can crazy. grow up your whole life and never meet an asian person you can grow up your whole life and be resistant to culture so when you look at the world you look at it pessimistically and negatively because you've never seen it like, yeah it's like a spoiled child so Read more, learn more about these people, interact with these people, or just watch watch some of the documentaries on these people that's, that CNN, MSNBC, Fox News do about them. Read some of the stories about the lives that these refugees have traveling over and holding dead relatives while they swim through Lord. seas. And, and they try to escape because their home was blown up and like orphans are left everywhere. Like just read that man and a lot of listen this is my last thing I'm gonna let you go but a lot of people from rural areas have the same spiritual beliefs I do Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you guys read this or not but it might have said something about taking care of the hungry the downtrodden the widow and the prostitute and the poor Mm -hmm. and the abandoned and the thief and the liar and it said to love them all and to forgive them all 70 times 77 so think something about that it said it
1: somewhere because I read it too but um, we'll leave on those fine words from J.M. Uh, this was Masters of Benster, episode twenty-three. Thank y'all for sitting with us again. Join us in the conversation online at Uh You have anything else to say? Nope, I'm out. I was glad to be get back with you guys. I can't wait for another week. Uh, next week we will uh, bring y'all another show. Up-to-date information about what's going on in the world. And um, like I said, hit us up on the on the website and our social media. Had a good
0: time. Like, listen, follow the vision.